This is the 1080 Outdoors Podcast. This is episode number nine. I am your host, Taylor Henry. Today we'll be joined by David Williams and Andy Melton. They are the hosts of the Cabela's Turkey Roost web show. I believe it used to be called uh, Cabela's Spring Thunder. Uh, There are some pretty smart dudes when it comes to turkey hunting and i think they've already been hunting some in florida this interview is from about a month ago as for us right now we are heading to south dakota next week um to do a little bow hunting for turkeys and nebraska again so um we're gonna give a little bit more in-depth talk about what we're doing um coming up i'm probably gonna release that podcast as well so also to release the recap of nebraska enjoy this podcast with uh david and andy they're fun to listen to have a great weekend. All right, so we are joined here with David <laughs> Williams and Andy Melton, and they are the hosts of, go ahead, guys. Cabela's Turkey Roost. Nice. Well, we appreciate you guys taking time out of your night and coming on and joining us, talking turkey hunting, part of our 12, 12 part turkey series. <clears throat> um, we, uh, we love the chance to talk turkeys about any time we get, we get, time, get time, right? Yeah, yeah we, we literally live and breathe turkey season just about all through deer season. All we think about is turkeys, really. So it's a, it's a wonder we <laughs> kill any deer, to be honest. Well, you killed a slammer this year, didn't you, Andy? Uh, I killed a pretty good eight. David actually killed the big one. Uh, I was behind the camera on it. And yeah. It was, uh, it, it was an interesting hunt, but uh, it <laughs> yeah. turned out good then. Yeah, I got lucky, that's for sure. I lost the shot, but that's okay. He's right. a dead deer, and he's going to be on my wall. That's what that's what matters, and where are you guys generally hunting at, and where are you from? Uh, we both live in Cookville, Tennessee. A majority of our hunting we do in Illinois. Uh, I've been hunting in Illinois since about 1998. Oh, really? So about 20 years, a little over 20 years, and we both own land in Illinois. And uh, so the majority of the hunting we do is there. It's for kinda, deer, anyway. Yeah, for deer. It kind of spoiled us, you know, in the beginning. Uh, since we started hunting up there, the size of the deer, the numbers versus what we have here in Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee has picked up, you know, here in the last few years a whole lot, though. I mean, yeah, come it's coming on strong. I think people are starting to realize, like, age, you know, that age plays a huge factor in deer getting quality of the rack size and stuff like that. So right. it's coming on pretty strong. A lot more deer being killed that are good size. So. I was going to say, I've seen Tennessee high on the leaderboards for booners in the last, like, five ten years yeah it's it's crazy it's a you've got a lot more a lot more crops are starting to show up in tennessee now yeah we're getting a lot more ag ground i think another reason we're seeing a lot a big boom in like the size of the deer is because i think tennessee the statistics on it is tennessee was a large is putting the largest new numbers of hunters like new hunters out there i think we've had something over the past five years we've added an extra like three hundred thousand hunters so That's that more, many more people out there hunting deer, and so not all of them hide at that point. And I think that's one reason you're seeing a boom yeah. in the size and the quality being killed. There's more hunters out there. Is that mainly people coming in from out of state, you think? I I really don't know. I think that's a lot of residents getting into it a little bit. We've got a lot of good programs pushing people into the outdoors going in Tennessee. And, you know, it probably doesn't help uh, the new – well, it was a new world record two years ago as a Tucker buck. It's already been surpassed by a guy in Illinois. Uh, well, yeah. he's from Virginia, but uh, <clears throat> he, he had the world record non-typical 
larger flights to kill over kill. And so I'd say that maybe had a big push of outside hunters coming in too. Yeah, it's just like the when the world record got beaten, what was it, Iowa or Illinois, and then that's when everything started with the craziness there in like the nineties. Yeah, oh yeah, Pike yeah. County. Yeah, and that now it's like it's not I don't even think it pushes as one of the biggest counties or pushes some of the biggest deer. Still, Illinois, yeah, it's still got the name though. Yeah, yeah, we're kinda of getting yeah, we're yeah, we're kinda yeah. we're kinda of dealing with the same thing here. Out to their own. So it's like uh just kinda of harder to, to raise those big bucks really when you got so many outfitters, I guess, in one county. Right. So you guys want to both introduce yourselves. Where you, um, you already talked about where you're from, but what do you guys do in, on your second job as being normal people, not just hunters? Well, I'm, uh, I've been at UPS, actually, for about 15 years now. Uh, I'm part-time there. I work morning shift. And then uh, I also own, uh, me and uh, another guy own a building company. We build um, uh, portable storage buildings. So, like, the buildings you see in your backyard, you know, uh, we build and sell those. Been doing that for uh, almost two years now. So, we're getting that up and going pretty good. Yeah. Uh, which, David Williams, you introduced me, but I own, my family owns, I was born into it, an electrical plumbing supply house. And we've been in business since 1939. Uh, my brother and I have expanded to four locations, so we're branching out and growing the business. Cool. Nice. nice. Congrats. Um, thank you, thank you. So you guys both grew up in Tennessee? Yes. Uh -huh. Born and raised. Born and raised. Nice. So how did you guys' hunting journey start in Tennessee? Was it? I don't know if it was much different from us hunting squirrels, rabbits, you know, deer, turkey as little kids in Wisconsin, but... Kind of explain yeah. what you guys started with in Tennessee. Well, me personally, I started out hunting with my dad, of course. You know, he got me out at a young age. Um, you know, from the time that I could stand out in the yard and hand him arrows when he was shooting his bow, you know, uh, I was hunting with him. He, if you guys, you, I don't know if you guys remember much, but back in the old days, they had what was called Baker uh, climbing stands. It was just the bottom, and you literally yep. bear hugged the tree to climb. <laughs> yep. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that's the uh, way to do it, but he would, he'd have me hang off his back climbing trees, uh, going just to, just to go hunting with him. But you know, those are those are memories. You know, I, I love sitting on the on the platform. You know, my dad shoots deer, and uh, so I ended up killing my first deer at the age of six. Age of six? Young. It's about like my boy. Yeah, six years old. Jesus! And, uh, that's <laughs> my first deer. So, like, what are what were the regs back then about like age of hunting and stuff like we couldn't hunt until we were 12 what's this six business yeah see tennessee doesn't have they've got a juvenile hunt which is uh any any people between the age of six and 16 is reserved for that weekend only but oh really uh, for during the actual season there, there is no age limit um my son believe it or not and some people like to believe it and some people don't i started him shooting at 22 he was three years old and he actually killed his first deer at three years. And you know, a lot of people like to uh, say, oh, you pulled the trigger for him or you <laughs> pulled the goat for him. And uh, no, no, honestly, I 100% say, and David can vouch for me. He's I a, can vouch for him. He's a, he's a natural born killer. He really is. The kid, and, uh, the kid is definitely a melt. He, he's he's definitely a killer. 
people would people would find something to people would find something to complain about no matter what. So we don't worry about that too much. And and the good thing is, you know, now he's uh, he's nine, and we've been videoing his hunts ever since he was from the time he was five on up. So we've got video proof that you know a five and six year old kid can can kill things on their own. You know, he's killing turkeys by himself. I mean. Literally, he was so small, though, Andy would have to hold the back of the gun to take the brunt up. <laughs> and he would just wrap his arm. He would just wrap his arm over the stop. You put a good red dot scope on there, man, they can do it. Sure. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, no, I think Wisconsin has made yeah, that tradition, to too, where there's... Did you, guys have the, did you guys have the problem with people buying tags for, like, their infants? Because that, that was a new law that passed in Wisconsin when they passed the original no no age law. Is that what happens? Is people are buying for their kids and then killing the deer under? Their yeah, well, they were buying ticket. They were buying tags for their infants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And no, that's, as far as I know, we, I mean, I'm sure there might be some people out there doing it, but it's not. I've not heard of it. I haven't so heard of it. I'm sure anything's possible. I mean, well, we actually had, we actually had to have a law passed for it. I think to prevent to prevent yeah, it because people got a deer for a 12 month old kid. You know, I think they're probably going to throw a red flag on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty crazy so what is your guys what is your guys' favorite game game to hunt uh mine's probably i gotta say turkey honestly it's just and i don't know it just goes back to being able to be vocal and running around with your buddies and you don't have to be quiet all the time yeah so definitely turkeys but i know he's gonna say elk puts a big elk up there in his book and it is it's fun to hunt it elk. it's hard to pass that up because it's like hunting giant turkeys so yeah. I don't, i'm still sticking with turkeys <laughs> a lot of a lot of our friends before us it's probably more rewarding to kill you know 150 plus inch buck but when it comes down to it um turkey is going to be more fun you know i mean Literally, all five of us guys could go out together, you know, and go chase turkeys and sit there and watch and enjoy each other's hunt, you know, versus deer. It's a little bit harder to do that. And with, with the way everything's going now, a lot of people getting jealous over people's deer and stuff like that. I think turkeys is still, like, pretty true to being, like, true to your hunting roots that when you were in camp back when you were a kid, you know, it didn't matter what size buck you killed or anything like that. Well, with turkeys, they're all the same just about. You know, you might have a beard that's a little bit longer or spurs that are longer, but in the end, it's a turkey, and you enjoy anybody killing one of those. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I like that. We actually have a problem with killing a lot of jakes, <laughs> personally. <laughs> I do. I can't resist. I think I killed. I think I killed two or three last year too. So I can't talk. It's like that thing comes over the red head and a beard, like it's gonna get shot. It's tough, yeah. We've, we've been real close, especially, you know, late season when Jake's got a full goblin. You get yeah. Out, you're oh, hunting, working a bird, working a bird that comes over the hill and it's a Jake, and you're just like, ah, oh, you just want to pull the trigger. You wasted two hours on a goblin Jake. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked to um, somebody last week, and they we kind of messed with them, too, about shooting Jake's, and they said they don't shoot Jake's either. But like, we haven't gotten over that stage yet. so I, I don't think I ever will, to be honest with you. Like, Honestly, if I'm working that thing and it's gobbling and I'm having a good time and it comes up over the hill and it's got a little beard, I'm like, God, I don't really care. Boom, gone. I feel like last we ran into like a series of Jakes that were had like really good gobbles too. Like they just fooled me every time. I didn't feel bad yeah. about it either. <laughs> 
But if you enjoy the hunt, it doesn't matter, you know. It's right. a game. Like, that's, that's the name of the game. And it reminds me of one of those hunts I think Michael Waddell was on, and he's working a bird, and it's a jake, and it comes in gobbling and struts and does the whole deal, and it gets on top of the decoy, and it's breeding it, and his, he's got his buddy with there, and he's like, they're just watching it, and then all of a sudden, come boom! And <laughs> Did that one get the TV? It goes back to uh, it goes back to you know it's your tag, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I know other states are a little different too, where they only get like one or two tags for turkeys. We get like unlimited, so. Okay. Yeah. Now Tennessee, we're lucky. We get four tags a piece. Four. We get one. We have six different seasons, and then. After the third season, it's unlimited. It's like we've had people in our group kill over twenty birds, twenty-five birds. Where's Jerry? Oh, Thirty? Uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot. But we also had a lot, a lot of turkeys. So, um, you guys are you guys host Cabela's Turkey Roost, right? Yeah, but I don't know if the platform's changing this year. We may not be. There may not be a set host this year because we're kind of all spread out across right. the. We kind of. That's the thing about Cabela's Turkey Roost is diversity and everybody's spread out, showing, you know, each region and stuff. So we may mix it up. It may change this year. We're not uh, really sure. We're yet. not really sure how we're going to lay it out. But so how did you guys get started with them? Well, in, uh, in, in 2008, uh, me and another buddy of mine, Jim Coolman from Illinois, we actually uh, got on, on board with Bill Winky and Midwest Flattail and uh, started filming deer hunts and jim and i were very uh rookie i guess you could say in the camera part of it yeah and uh, so we filmed we did that for a couple of years and then uh david uh, my dad used to run an outfit business in illinois and david and his dad and brother would come up and hunt with us and uh so we just hit it off david you know we we were a lot of life we loved to hunt we loved you know everything outdoors and uh uh, my buddy Jim's time started getting a little short, and uh, David. But David... I, I brought the camera work. I was the one. I went and I actually worked with uh, Sub Seven TV, which is uh, Mark Womack, and he he uh, did a lot of the bone collectors. Worked for them, and I interned under them, and then freelance camera work for a while. Traveled around, and I got bored of filming other people. That's and awesome. That's when I teamed up with these guys and started Midwest Light. Well, one of the guys at Midwest Light Sale. Aaron Warbritton, a lot of a lot of people know his name. Um, he's in the hunting public now. He uh, he started a show that was called Spring Thunder. Right. And just started getting that going, and we built a whole internet series called Spring Thunder. About and three Cabela. years worth. Yeah, years worth. And the second year, Cabela's picked us up as the title sponsor, so it became Cabela's Spring Thunder, and it was booming. We're doing awesome and like andy said earlier uh realtree ended up buying that from midwest whitetail so they bought the name spring thunder which you can still follow along philip culpepper and those guys do it it's called it's called uh realtree spring thunder now don't say tyler jordan's big with that isn't he but, yeah yeah so tyler they bought it and tyler and philip culpepper run it now okay which do a great job they're good buddies and and we enjoy hanging out with those guys but Cabela's contacted Midwest Lights and said, hey, we like your boys, Andy and David. Would you think they'd do a turkey series with us? And so that's how Cabela's Turkey Roost came about. And that was basically the end of it. We 
we've partnered up with Jared Mills from Midwest Whitetail. He's our chief producer and editor, and he threw together four or five teams yeah. for us. And oh, nice. Snowballed from there. And so everything is still edited through the Midwest Whitetail office there in Albia, Iowa. So for, for Cabela's. Right. Yeah, we have we actually we're having Zach on next week, Farrenbaugh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. The hunting public, man, yeah. those guys, they really knocked it out of the park with their yep. public land. They're actually come in and hunt with us this year. Aaron is for sure. Yeah, I know Aaron. And, and we're gonna put on some public land birds here in Tennessee. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, so between the both between the both of you. What is your preferred weapon of choice, if you even have a difference between gun and bow, that you guys are using with turkeys? We use a mixture just because we go to Nebraska early season to use bow, just just to, just to get out in March. Uh, understandable. Uh, I, my weapon of choice, I'll, I'll go first. My weapon of choice is a shotgun, hands down, because I when I watch a turkey <laughs> show and they're coming in gobbling and they're excited, there's nothing more depressing than hearing an arrow go boop as opposed to a call boom. Yeah, <laughs> and watching them flop there. Oh, man, I love that. There's there's just nothing better. Yeah, we we have no problem with archery hunts. I mean, yeah. there, there's none. And we've got a lot of friends that do, especially out in Kansas. But we we, we both agree. I, I'm, I'm right there with David. You know, it's like it's, it's, it's a lot more fun to see that gobbler's head just slap him in the back, you know. <laughs> you know it's just that staple at the end of the hunt of after a good hunt, you know, he's coming in gobbling in your face. I just like that staple like that. Yeah. Like, let's just Boom. put a cap on this like it's done. They always do. Yeah, you know, we still we've, we've done some archery hunts. I'm not going to put it past us because we've done it and they are fun. But I, if I'm going to, if we do archery, we'd much rather do it without a blind. I'll say that. Yeah. I personally don't think they're that fun, but <laughs> man, we Jed Jed here shot a shot a Miriam last year right in the chest, and it just bounced off the side, and the thing walked away like nothing happened. And that's when I was like, oh. this is stupid. <laughs> But we're going back out there again to eat this year to jam our heads into a wall. So, <laughs> no, yeah, I I totally agree with you. It's like there's nothing better than that. Like they almost do like a like a, they like double clutch in the air when you slow mo. Like they they shout the shotgun. They go, boom. I love that. Oh, nothing God. better. Yeah, and I like yeah the videos when you slow mo and you just get that clap. And... Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> part. No, that's awesome. Wow. So you guys kind of already answered it before, but what do your what do you think in your favorite states to hunt are? Are you guys are you guys traveling much for turkey hunting, besides Illinois and Tennessee? Uh, I think this year will be uh, Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, Illinois, possibly Kentucky, and um, we're really we we both have our we've got four of our five, and we only need a Merriam's. Uh, to have our complete, um, I'll, it's either Grand Slam or, well, no. Grand Slam or Super we've got, Slam. So we've got, a, we went to Mexico and we killed Google. Google. Oh, really? So I guess Super Slam will be. So whatever we'll whatever it's Slam. called. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Really. Super Slam yeah. is what it's called, but yeah. But Merriam's the only thing we need. So we're going to try our best to get out west and uh, and get our Merriam's this year also. But the, the good thing is Florida opens up so early. Yeah. That it doesn't really, it doesn't restrict us any to go down there and hunt you know it doesn't take take time out of hunting anywhere else to run down there and hunt for a few days 
and uh, we got some really good friends down there that have property that we can go hunt on. And, yeah, we'll, uh, be hunt, we'll be hunting in a month, March second. Yeah, less than a month. March second, John. God very, damn. Very, very We're waiting. <laughs> I know we, we need a connection in Florida, so you know anybody. Because <laughs> there. Right, there's nothing better than hunting these birds in these orange groves when you can kill one and then pull an orange off one of these trees. And sit there, yeah, sit it, <laughs> oh really? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. oh, we had some of the best grapefruits, man. Yeah. We picked one last year that was it was the best grapefruit I ever ate in my life. So how are you hunting them in, in Florida? Are they like, I've seen videos of people hunting them in like, on like, you know, like must be like roads or something that people are driving. Swampy, real swampy. But it's actually a little bit harder, I guess, to us, just the way the style we're used to hunting around here. Well, some of the farms we had were literally orange groves. And then yeah. they're surrounded by like the roost trees, so it was tough because the birds would pitch out in these groves, and it's open rows that you can see two or three hundred yards down. Well, you can't move hardly. You can see underneath the orange trees, and when the sun was up, they would literally just loaf in the shade. Yeah, I mean that's a, those orange trees. If you guys have ever seen them, the limbs are all like two to three feet off the ground. So no, I haven't seen them. Can sit there, and he can see everything under those you know orange trees forever really and it's just like and there is just it's like you either sit down in one place and just talk they walk by and try to call to them or uh, the way we ended up killing them last year is we just end up walking each row of the orange trees you know stepping out with the decoy and looking <laughs> and you know it, it kind of i guess spanning them in a way i guess you can say right so you yeah, we would literally stick our head out and they'd get to come in and the cameraman we would just stand up behind one of the orange trees and get to where we could see down the grove or down that row and they'd just come and they'd run in our lap but it was it's it was tough to, to, sure. and we don't always like killing them like that but you have to do what you got to do when it's time to kill and we only got three days we had to put them on the ground so we did we had what we had to yeah, I personally like killing them however they die, so. <laughs> I don't, we don't really have too much, like, preference. I kind of like it when the, the bullet just hits them right in the face, but. Yeah, we just try not to push the gobbler crawl, like, where you sneak them across the field, because some states, like Florida, you can use a rifle to yeah. shoot them. What? Shot. Somebody, what? Somebody's riding a road. Really? See, yeah. yeah, and Virginia, dude. I knew Virginia did. So I if somebody know. sees a turkey crawling across, across a field and they shoot, I mean, it, yeah, that, that, that brings into into. We're, we're more along the line. So, but you know, it was. I don't know. We don't call that necessarily turkey hunting because you're not beating them at their own game. I guess is what you would say. It's, yeah, and and safety. You know? Yeah, safety. Well, Jesus, the main concern. my God, I didn't know people were using fucking rifles somewhere. <laughs> Jesus! Holy shit! I didn't know that was legal anywhere. That's a big East thing. What, like Virginia, Florida, and Pennsylvania are pretty much the three, right? Yeah, I think so. I I know Virginia for sure and Florida, but I think there's a couple more. But I sure don't want somebody shooting me with a twenty-two, two fifty from about. No, no, no! You're gone. Yeah. (laughs) I think a hard pass on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is wow. that is terrifying. Do you even use decoys down there then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. I cannot believe people use 
rifles. I, I get scared enough in Wisconsin they're deer hunting, man. I only wear anything brown. It's the same way in Illinois. Jesus Christ. So, <clears throat> now you got to gather myself up and figuring out people are killing things with rifles, turkeys, Jesus. So, what is a tactic you guys have learned that has improved your turkey hunting? Something that, you know, the general public doesn't generally do and that's kind of up to your guys' game for successful hunts and um i think for us it's just kind of our, our decoy quality has been kind of upped and it's kind of changed our our success rate but what is it for you guys that's definitely a big thing uh one that we just talked about i think in a, in a big way is sometimes like when we set out decoys a lot of times you can't have motion in your decoys so we mm -hmm. carry you know uh what is it? The half gobbler with uh, a fan. Yeah, uh, flex tones got flex one. Flex tones got half. one. It's like half a golf. half. It's a half turkey and it's got a fan. A lot of times we'll lay it at our feet so we can throw some motion in there so those birds can see a little bit of movement. Oh really? If we have to, and then lay it back down at our yeah. feet just so they know, hey, there is a turkey over there. Because a lot of times, you know, they don't pick up on the on the decoys or if you're in the woods in a scenario in the woods that you know a lot of times are real timid. I know that's always been one of my tactics that I, that I really like is is just showing them some motion um, and then just laying it back down and getting ready because when they see it they're usually on a on a run at that point. That's interesting. I've, I've, have you ever heard of people using their feet for motion? No. Well, I haven't. No. I've, we've never tried it. That's pretty crazy. No, no, no. Uh, now we have used you know our feet for. Uh, when we can't see the bird, you know, kicking leaves to sound like yeah. scratching. Oh, yeah. Scratching and stuff, yeah. We do do that. Yeah. No, I was saying, not, not using my feet, but using a fan that I left. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, Got you. Which we didn't we didn't do that back in the day until they started making these decoys that are half decoy, you know, and you can put an actual fan, real fan in them, and just yep. giving motion to them, something that they can see coming through the woods. So you guys want to make a little plug here? Are you guys using Flextone? Is that your? Was that one of your we, sponsors? Anything, anything Cabela's, anything Cabela's has, A D and X, you name it, we use. Yeah, we've got. I mean, we we've don't got, have a preference. We've got probably. I mean, I mean, you you look at them and you got the DSDs. They look great. You got A D and X. You know, they look great. I mean, there's a whole lot of decoys out there that nowadays that just look so realistic. You know, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to choose one really. So I right. mean, it's just. It's really whatever you like or what price point you know you're able to afford. Really, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. There, yeah, anything is better than. I grew up using the. I remember finding some in an old cabin that were styrofoam. You guys ever use those ones, yep. the, the styrofoam mm -hmm. foldover ones? I think you can still buy those at Walmart. I. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So. Up, you know, and they don't when you pop pop them out, they still like crease in the middle. So like, yep. you're sitting, on a, head up in there. sitting on a they're sitting on a steak like in a ninety, and you're like, ah, oh, come on. That's when I believe that like decoys were the devil because those things net like I, I think it may have killed one turkey one time with one out, but you better have had something else with it because, oof. They were solid brown. The only time I killed one is like. I actually repainted the head like a bright white so they could actually see it and differentiate from the brown because it just ran all together. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they was like they started chipping paint and like underneath the paint was white, wasn't it? I think so. Those old styrofoam ones was. Christ. So you guys, we're we're gonna talk about um, 
we always end up the question area with you guys' specific tactic that we're going to go through. So you guys want to talk about early versus late season. Obviously, you guys are early season hunters. You're hunting in March 2nd. So you're you're you're, you're earlier than about 95% of the country. So, so what are your early tactics versus late season? Oh, yeah. However, so uh, uh, you and your turkeys are still somewhat flopped up. I mean, here depends you on the phase they're on. Yeah, and sometimes with the weather pending, you know, if if it stays cold, they're still pretty grouped up, and the and the gobblers, the group of gobblers is just now starting to mingle yeah. in with the hens. So you still got some big flops. And that's what that that first week of season is the time we really really like because we both like to call. You know, we're both pretty aggressive callers. And, you know, early in the year, like if you go out right now and you listen to those flocks, those hens are just back and forth. You know, they're, they're, right. they're chatting it up good. And uh, if you go out and do your, you know, do your early season scouting and you see what fields those birds are using or what area those birds are using, a lot of times if you can just get in that general area, uh, you don't even have to be, you know, super close to them on the roost. If you can just get in that general area, that field, and get decoys out and uh, do a lot of calling, I mean, sometimes, you know, those uh your your uh satellite gobblers you know they've already got their their pecking order picked out usually by that time of year um i mean right now you'll see them fighting in fields you know and uh those mature gobblers you know by opening the season you'll see those satellite birds out on the edges of the big flocks and a lot of times you know those two-year-old two-year-old birds first ones you'll kill that opening weekend just because they'll come over to a smaller group of turkeys you know, and try to fit in or try to take those hens from that gobbler. And uh, you can really call to them big time. Yeah, to expand on that, uh, we also, like, uh, turkeys are actually probably a lot more pattern than deer are coming in the early spring right now. Oh, yeah. Because they're setting their way, you know, on their movements. So when he's saying, you know, scouting, we don't necessarily go walk through the middle of the property. We Typically, we stick to the edges and we'll listen to them the first hour and figure out where these birds are moving to and so when he's saying getting aggressive with calling another thing we do is mix up the calling with mouth calls versus slates because they're still grouped up you want to sound like multiple hens so right. you want to say hey there's another group over here so you're going to try to pull these birds away and then going into decoy setup early season i would say be very aggressive with that as well and using your strutter decoys Multiple because decoys because yeah. that's when they're fighting they're really duking it out so that's when they're going to be aggressive so you be aggressive right back at them i think we've used uh god we've may we may have had close to 10 decoys out before early season <laughs> i think last year <laughs> i sound like your fall hunt over here <laughs> man i'm not kidding we they they are though like they're they're so grouped up still and christ last season in wisconsin the first season we had a foot of snow yeah, opening day so yeah you're definitely still got like a fall hunt going on if you're hunting the snow yeah it's just a matter of getting them fired up enough where they forget that the snow's on the ground <laughs> yeah absolutely so yeah i think scouting's probably the number one thing for us every, every season, season yeah, yeah. Is, is hitting the different farms and having multiple birds patterned um you know and then knowing like your strut zones you know, that's a big thing early season. Those birds are consistently going to their strut zone and working that area, trying to get a hen to come to them. So, especially satellite birds that are getting busted off first. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah, we, anything else? We totally, I, I totally agree with you guys. I got nothing. <clears throat> Weston missed a turkey last year at five yards, so he, we don't really ask him much questions about turkey. It was like, it was like eight and a half. <laughs> I can't eight say a half. whole lot. I can't say a whole lot. And I've missed two birds at close range, so. I've missed a lot of birds I've at close range too. Two. We didn't have three cameras on the hunt though. <laughs> oh, like, we had a whole production going on that morning. The goddamn hunt. We 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 worked that bird for an hour and a half to come across a field and pull them away from a group of hens and jakes. Like, yeah, I've we've missed a lot of turkeys before. This asshole missed one at five yards after an hour and a half of sitting there calling away from a goddamn. Well, let's be honest. I hit it. Just, okay, that's better then. I blew its breast off. That's dude. better. <laughs> it lived. <laughs> it still flew. Yeah. So we we uh, generally end the podcast with a random thought. Um, nothing to do with hunting. Can't be anything to do with hunting. So like one of our random thoughts was roundabout. We li- I like roundabouts a lot. I love them. Love roundabouts. Ever. So we we put people on the spot. So don't feel any pressure to answer right away. <laughs> Jed, do you have a random thought to start the yeah, random I, thought? Yeah, I actually do. Okay. My so ran- you guys take this time right now to think about your random thought. Nothing to do with hunting. Random is random, random, random. Go ahead. My random thought is how much of a pain in the ass it had to have been in the early 1800s to lose track of the days. Because how do you get back on track? Are you talking about like Monday, Wednesday? No, the date. Oh, yeah, the date. They had it on the stone. Well, what if, before they, yeah, they had to have calendar by then. Well, yeah, they did, but like, who's keeping track? So you like, did I miss five days or did I miss six? But you go, and then you, you do up, that four you times and you're a week off. You go up by like sunups and. Yeah, I know, but do you know that off the top of your head? No, but if you're in the 1800s, would you think about <laughs> missing it for four days? Well, the, what's their response to this? <laughs> you wouldn't miss it. What's think. your thought on the calendar? <laughs> How could you? Yeah, you don't have a. You literally every day you'd have to get up. And mark through a calendar. And <laughs> if you had a calendar, mark through the day, every day. You yeah, but like, but like, think, think about it. Okay, here's my thought. You got, you got kind of crazy chasing that one turkey, and then you were away from home, and then you got lost because you thought you were in the one holler, but you were in the other one. And then by the time you get home, you're like, ah, oh, shit. Do I make three X's or four? And then, and then that happens like two or three times. All of a sudden, you're off by a full week. Then it gets to deer season. Then you, ooh, who knows what happened then? Now all of a sudden you're off by a month. You're, you're like, like, how do you know it's deer season? Oh, uh, because they're running. Cause there, they're well, running. there wasn't a season then. Right, but I mean, you get my point. Well, here I'll guarantee you, if, if you're anything like me, all you have to do when you get back is ask your wife. She'll know exactly. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got one. Ain't got oh, one. We don't have those. Ain't got one. We don't have those around here. We don't have them in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. Well, how many days? How many hours? How many? <laughs> yeah, we we interviewed. Uh, you guys know who Dave Owens is? He did like the seventy five days hunting turkey hunting last year. And I asked him. I was like, I was like, what's your what's your biggest like issue with that? Was it your work or was it your wife? Because <laughs> he hunted seventy five days out of the year of turkey hunting in the mornings. Wow. So you guys both have wives? No. My wife loves to hunt, so there you go. Oh, that's positive. Love. There you go. Well, that's probably why she's your she wife. Bless her heart. Bigger turkey than I. Yeah. 
Well, we shoot Jake, so yeah, she probably killed a bigger than me, too. <laughs> so, Weston, do you have a random thought? Uh, no, I don't. You got it. Think of one. Come on. I, I, that's My random thought is we have we, we just got a lot of snow up here today, and the the invention of of snow plows are outrageous. <laughs> So they just invented like a, a giant plate that pushes snow nicely off the road. Like, not great. It's not, let's not get real. It's not perfect. Do you guys even have snow plows in Tennessee? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah you we, do? We got snow plows. Well, or does, the, does your world shut down when there's like an inch of snow? Yeah, no, oh, man. It's, it's, all, man. it's guys that literally just guys that randomly have a hookup for a plow on the front of their truck. Those, those are the snow plows. Your city has. They just take their dump trucks and hook a plow up to yep, it yep. and scrape the roads, and that's it. But we don't even, like, literally, we have ran out of salt before to salt the roads because we don't keep that much. I mean, yeah. we don't yeah. have much snow, but we do. We run out of salt, so then we're screwed. We have to. Everybody, yeah. everybody down but that's just here, normal. when it's an inch of snow, they, they freak out, and they go buy milk and bread. What are you going to make? <laughs> milk, bread, milk, <laughs> like, get out of Hurricane season. <laughs> Well, we just we just nonchalantly got like five inches today. Just on a whim. Just just whatever, and we're we're fine. Last that's week, that's my last... random thought. Why do people buy milk and milk and bread for to for survival when it snows in the south? <laughs> like, why is that even a thing? Well, here's why an interesting thing. It's not just in the south. My own father <laughs> went out and bought milk and bread two weeks ago for a yeah. snowstorm. And I'm like, dude, why did your life shut down for a snowstorm? You can go three blocks. Like, we have snow plows. We have salt. Like, I can't talk for people in Tennessee. Like, I would assume that they they start treating it like a hurricane or something. But, like, what are you going to make with milk and bread anyway? Are you going to start dipping the fucking milk in the bread? <laughs> like, or milk, bread dipping or the bread in the milk? Yeah, it's like a bread Oreo. What is, what is that? Why is that your go-to? Like, my go-to is, like, beer. <laughs> or liquor, and then maybe just some uh, dip and chill. Yeah, red man, <laughs> you guys going for the red man? <laughs> the red man. <laughs> he's a he's a big red man. Oh, there we go. Telling you, man. He is our one and only sponsor. Love it. Love it. Love it. We don't like what Nebraska is the best place to buy this. I hear Tennessee's got pretty good two prices too, though. Biggest down here is Levi Garrett. Levi Garrett? Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. I'll turn my nose up. Beach nut. Nope. Oh, beach nut. Yeah, nope. I've seen a lot. Red man or die, man. You also. You know, you know the song. I I spent some beach nut in that dude's eye. Yeah. Oh yeah. B- big fan. Big fan of Junior, man. Yeah. That's Tennessee. I can't sing. Yeah. That's fine. Better than me. All right, Andy. Andy, it's on you for Random Father Day. David gave a good one. Um, <laughs> heck, I don't know. Random thought? Uh, yeah. What you got? Why do mud tires hum when they go down the road? I don't know. Because the tread's further apart? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I guess you have more experience on that than me. I don't know. <laughs> I would, I Do they? Know. Know they they definitely hum. Yeah. They oh yeah. I mean, I guess because they're knobbier. 
don't know. Well, I know they're big. Treads deeper? <laughs> I don't know. Treads deeper? I've been, yeah. I've been told they're the sidewalls, but I've been told, but I don't know. Mm. I have no idea. You guys have a lot of mud tires down. You guys have mud tires in your trucks? All terrain. All terrain, yeah. Do you guys have a change? You have so like people that have nice vehicles around here change their tires seasonally. Do you guys do that at all? They don't have. No. No. I change them. I go bald. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so how far? So, so how far from uh, like Nashville are you guys? Uh, about an hour. I'll be in Nashville we'll be actually. In we'll be there next week. Are y'all coming down for the NWTF? Oh, that's next weekend? No, we're not. Uh, I'm coming down for a weird nerd event in uh, <laughs> two weeks. But uh, a nerd event? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> I told <laughs> I told you we'd, I do like digital marketing, like nerd stuff. So like I have to like do these weird things sometimes. <laughs> we don't talk about it. It just pays the bills. Okay, get over. Like, stop questioning me about it, man. I like hunting. Comic Con, are you dressing up? What are you dressing up as? <laughs> what are you saying? Comic Con, what are you dressing up as? <laughs> the Hulk. No, it's not like the that. Hulk. It's like something large, I'll tell you that. No, it's got to be a big size. <laughs> the biggest problem with costumes for me is you, the size. They, they, like, don't, they don't make them in 6X. Well, stores generally only carry 2XL, so it's like. Hey, you there ain't no, no big and tall uh, costume <laughs> stores. Not very many. No. No. Anything else you guys want to say to our, our? We still have two viewers here right now, so that's surprising after that ramp. <laughs> so anything else you guys want to say to our our crowd that uh, where they can check you guys out, where they should like, where they should share? Well, uh, all of our hunts will be on uh, Cabela's YouTube page. It'll be on uh, uh, Cabela's Turkey Roost on YouTube. Um, you can actually go on Cabela's.com/slash/turkeyroost and uh, view us there. Um, and then, of course, our social media. We'll social probably, media. We'll probably uh, start blowing up our page a little more this year. Uh, Longbeard Legends, obviously, yep. Instagram and Facebook. We'll try to do a better job of getting out there and posting our hunts and showing sneak peeks for sure uh, all through the season, for sure. Instagram probably more than anything, just because sure. I don't know if I can remember the Facebook password. <laughs> <laughs> all these passwords drive me nuts. But, uh, People, well, yeah. heck, hecklers are the dying thing of this industry, and we're let's all overcome them. <laughs> it's an interesting yeah, person, right. that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we will close the live stream up.